Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerja Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerja Jackson. Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerja Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And we have dedicated the month of May to manage your message. And so every guest this month is going to focus on how we can actually pay attention to cultivate and create around our vision. As we go into our third session of Girlfriend Gatherings, which is the group of powerful women who have been on a journey with me in 2022, and we'll tell you a little bit more if you want to be able to join that group, but we are in getting ready to go into our third session this month in May and the importance of managing how your members, your clients, your customers, your congregations, your students, your families, how they view your business, your platform, your ministry, or your service is so important. So all of our guests, as I said, are going to help us understand the unique perspectives about actually cultivating that vision and being able to communicate your message. Our first expert for the month, I couldn't imagine a better individual than (laughs) Kenya Kelly. She is a viral TikTok content creator, and she is going to walk us through understanding how resilience for her story, her flip side experience, Her resilience has come out of an entirely new adventure. So let me tell you a little bit about her. As an accomplished business executive, teacher, and inspirational speaker, Kenya Kelly found her voice by writing a speaking and speaking about understanding your God-given purpose and living up to your fullest potential. She captures her audiences by conveying powerful lessons of overcoming fear, self-doubt, and divorce to creating successful six-figure businesses utilizing her gifts and corporate background. Kenya is the CEO of If You Brand It, a video marketing and consulting firm in San Diego, California, where she strategically helps business owners build their brands through video marketing. She believes that branding is what people say about you when you are not around. So we need to tell them what to say. I love that. And so it is my pleasure to welcome Kenya Kelly to the flip side conversation. Welcome, Kenya. Thank you so much for being here. It's always so weird to hear your bio, but I'm like, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited about not only helping others recognize how you've been able to monetize your message and um, platforms, but also recognizing that your story 
wasn't necessarily a smooth one and that you've had ups and downs and adversity that has actually been able to shape your ability to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And in your bio, it mentions that you did experience divorce as a part of your story. So could you tell us after divorce, how did you walk through the journey of healing to get you to where you are today? Yeah. So I never have ever thought that divorce would be a part of my story. And I always hated that even it even is. Um, But one of the things I always tell people before I share my like how I got through it is like there was something that kind of set me up for preparation to kind of go through that, which was I read a lot of books when I was like in my 20s. I gotten recruited into the network marketing industry. And so I had read hundreds of personal development books. I mean, hundreds of books. John Maxwell was like my daddy um, because I had read everything John Maxwell had wrote, you know? Um, And so when everything was going on with the divorce, I remember one day just like I could start hearing John Maxwell screaming and Les Brown screaming and Miles Monroe, they were like screaming, like, you're better than this. You're this, this, and this. And so it was kind of like in that moment when everything had gone down, I found out what was happening. It was like, I wanted to stay, pray, cry, all that. But it was like, actually, no, this is way too soon in your marriage. You are better than this. And so the process of healing was beautifully awful um, because, you know, when you marry someone, you have the intentions of lifetime. You have these hopes, these dreams, like going to have children with them. We're going to build businesses together. Um, and then just the embarrassment of it all. Cause you don't know what they're doing or they're saying, or people are saying, you know, all these things are going on, but I was kind of just having these moments on a regular basis, cr- crying, of course, uh, praying. Cause I'm someone who loves some Jesus, um, and just really getting like, what do I do? Like, how do I walk through this today? You know? And the best, I think the best thing that I did for myself was number one, I started to journal, um, cause I went to church and they, they just, they called me to the front of the church one time and they were just like, I just see you journaling and God just wants you to write. And I was not a person that writes. And I didn't like the idea of journaling because journaling made it real. Once you wrote it, it was like, now it was, it was there. But when I started to write, it was as if it was being pulled out of my heart onto paper, which was starting to help me to be able to heal, you know? So that was like the first part. And then the second was therapy. And I'm still in therapy because I love therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so there are so many things <laughs> that we just layered and and have connection. One, I'm a certified John Maxwell team member. So absolutely there right with you yeah. with John Maxwell. And when I listen to how you set that part of your response up, you already had some narrative, some voices in you mm-hmm. that you had done some work to really study, prepare, and understand. So when there was adversity, you had an you had voices beyond the pain yes. to revert back to. Yes. And there's so many people who have shared how journaling is a, literally a healing process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you began to rewrite your story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that I was. I just knew that. 
I needed somebody to talk to. You know, my therapist was great when I was seeing her each each week. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't, I knew that, like, from an emotional um, intelligence standpoint, I knew it wasn't right to call my best friend every single time I had a thought or a feeling because she had her own life and that would overwhelm her, you know, and writing just be, it was just like, I could say whatever I wanted to say. Right. Because like a part of me knows that because the Bible, it's like, you know, you have to watch the watch what you say because it, it all can manifest. And so there was these mean things that I wanted to have ha- have happen to my ex. You know, I was mad and want to say certain things, but I was like, oh, just write them. Maybe they can't come to pass if you just write them, you know, and it was yeah. just letting me be mad. I was I was angry and I could be. I mean, I don't curse, but I could curse him out in my journal mm-hmm. and I can just be mad instead of having to be the the nice person, the happy Christian who just forgives. I was like, no, I'm mad. I'm going to forgive, but I'm mad. <laughs> but it's a process, right? <laughs> I, and, and, and I know that I know that we want to get to the messaging part, but I really feel like in order for us to manage our message, we have to make sure that we're not wedded to the toxicity of an, of an experience yeah. that then begins to distort the possibility of how we can add value to other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And similar, I think recognizing that forgiveness is a journey, it's not a destination, and it is a process. And yeah. part of it is acknowledging that you're mad. Yes. But when we don't, it turns into, into bitterness. Yes. And bitterness is a toxic place that will consume anything beautiful you might want to produce. Yeah. So th- there's an intentional piece there. Yeah. Cause I've, I've met, um, divorced people for the most part, divorced women who have been divorced long after, like I met a lady like months after my divorce and I thought I was going to divorce and she was divorced for 10 years. And she like at the drop of a dime, she could cry. and was so angry. We just could. And I was just like, I don't want that to be my story. Right. And I've always been this entrepreneur expressive person. And I was like, I don't want my next blog post that comes out to be about divorce and me, like my anger towards him. I don't want the businesses that I'm building to be built around this situation because I don't want to be the divorce lady that's helping the divorce people. That's just not, I mean, I love everybody, but I'm like, that's not what I want to do. I love business, you know? And so I was like, I got to go through this healing journey because Otherwise, it's going to be hard to remarry. It's going to be hard to trust myself, other people. Every conversation I'm going to have is going to be venomous. And I was just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Wow. (laughs) Yes. And so thinking about that. So when did you actually start your business and and why did you pick this to be (laughs) what you continue to to create your flip from? For sure. So for me, when I was going through divorce, I was actually had a part-time job. I was making like $22,000 a year. Um, and when I left, I of course had to get a better job. I ended up landing a six-figure job because um, I was very good at sales. I just, I think I was just playing small in the marriage. Um, and very quickly after I got in that job, a friend of mine called me who knew that I was in network marketing years ago and said, I've got this opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you should do it. But I had already heard God tell me network marketing is coming back. So I knew, oh, this is, let me get in. So I got into network marketing again and I quickly made like $200,000. Um, but what ended up happening was I 
got on Periscope because Periscope I came out live stream and all that. I remember and, Periscope. <laughs> you know, that was like, okay, well, let's sell network marketing, let my services here and recruit people here. And as I was doing that, most people didn't really know what I knew about business or branding or marketing because I was never on live stream because it wasn't a thing. And when I started trying to recruit people, there were like hundreds of people that were like, we don't want to join your business. We want to pay for you. We want you to work with us. And I was like, that I don't do that. That's not what I do. <laughs> you know, and they started to like, you know, and I was like, well, who's actually doing this? And so I just paid somebody, I think it was like $300 for an hour of their time. So they could tell me how I would start something like this. And even after they told me, I was like, I don't even see how, but I ended up investing in $10,000 into someone's year long program. And that started to teach me about systems and funnels and coaching program and the coaching industry. And I was like, this is a real thing. And people are making a significant amount of money. And, but the thing people wanted from me was they wanted branding consulting and design. Now I had no experience with design, but I was like, I'm very strategic. I can find people. And so I actually launched a branding and consulting firm first. And we did that for like five years. We didn't make the shift until 2020 when the pandemic hit. Mm. Mm. There are nuggets in there that you just shared that literally echoed last week's conversation. We had um, Keith Pelzer on, who's the engineer who works with me in the studio um, for uh, our, our platforms. And we had a conversation towards the end that challenged people. There are free resources out there that you can cultivate, you can grab tip, tips from. And we're in this Google it kind of culture where I'll just Google it and grab a checklist but there comes a point in time where if you want to do something and do it well, be willing to pay for it so that mm-hmm. you can dive deeper and get a breadth of understanding so that the quality of what you begin to identify as your niche becomes of rich value mm-hmm. to others, not just a surface thing that they could take it or leave it. You want to actually become the person people are seeking out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like, I don't really know. I mean, I know I didn't grow up hearing that you invest in a coach. I mean, you know, you, you heard about therapy and you're paying, like there was the, the phrase of I'm paying to talk to somebody, you know? And so when I thought about the coaching industry years ago, I was like, I don't want to pay to talk to somebody. It doesn't make sense. Why can't it just help me? You know? And I remember one time a minister friend of mine, she teaches like dream interpretation, how to hear God and all this stuff. And I was like, why would she charge us how to hear God? Why would she do that? You know? And the more I spent time, like once I invested, I was like, oh, this takes a whole lot of time for her to do this, you know? And then I was just like, oh, I'll have to pay for this coach to help me because I want somebody to help me make money, but I don't want to pay them to help me make money. So I need to spend money to help them make money. And I I had to wrap my head around it and be willing to pay what they were asking and not ask for a discount. Mm -hmm. Don't (laughs) even go there. Can we get a discount? Can we get a discount? No, because you have spent the time 
cultivating the content knowledge, the how-tos, the skill sets, being able to build strategy. You invested in getting and curating that so that when I show up, I don't have to do all those things. So I'm I'm investing in me Mm -hmm. so that I can just learn from where you are, what you've already become an expert in, and I can cut across the field and identify how can I use this to begin to do what I want to do to add value. So did you actually know what you were doing when you got started? No. (laughs) I love that question. No. Because I think people think, oh, I need to know everything before I get started. No, all I knew was what I knew. And I used to always say, I know where I want to go, but I don't know how to get there. Right. And I kept saying, I'm willing to pay somebody to help me get to where I'm trying to get to. Right. I didn't even know that it was going to be a brand design agency. I just knew that people were wanting that from me. And I had this gifting to see and and know things, you know, so I was like, oh, so I just kept cultivating that. And I invested more money into learning all the things so I could be even better for the people that were going to pay me. Mm. I know we only have about one minute before we go into our break. And when we come back, I'd love for you to pick up from where you just left off, Mm -hmm. because I think about, especially women who are in the girlfriend gathering, who are building their vision, their dream, their business. And some of them have literally said, I know I want to do something but I'm not quite sure on what it is. I would love for you when we come back to give them advice to get them out of the stuck place Mm -hmm. that they're sitting in because they're just not sure. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who have heard me talk about the Girlfriend Gathering in the past, we are coming up on countdown time. If you want to be a part of session three, May 11th is the deadline to be a part of our next, yes, live stream and in-person event. We do it at the same time. So it doesn't matter where you are on the planet. If you are in Pennsylvania, get to Norristown. If you are somewhere else, then log in. But this is an opportunity. If you've wanted to understand how to manage your message, we are going to have experts in image branding, in identifying how do you engage your audience, and our very own Ashley Craig our director of media is going to outline how she creates my social media and marketing map. Yes, she's going to share with you how she maps out all of the moving pieces that people are constantly saying, how do you get all of this out and done? She's going to give you the secret. If you want to be a part of this conversation on May 14th at 10 a.m., go to our website, livingstrong.com llc.com and registration is right there, but you're running out of time. Don't miss grabbing your spot. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, 
but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty. What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. And we have been having a conversation with, yes, I'm going to say it, the viral content creator, Kenya Kelly, she is um, sharing not only her adversity, but her flip, how she intentionally has built a powerful company out of adversity. And she, in our first segment, shared it started with her mindset. It started with her journaling and her ability to rewrite the narrative and not hold on to toxic pain, but release it so that she's able to really tap into the added value she's bringing to the planet. And before our break, I asked her, for those that I know, I have heard them say, I know I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm not quite sure I know what it is or how to do it. So I'm just sitting here and I'm, and I'm stuck. What do, you, what do you say to um, that person, Kenya? Yeah. So, okay. I'm a big question asker. Right. Um, And one of the things that I would ask a person, a woman would be, why do you think that you're stuck? Right. Because a lot of times people will say I'm stuck, but why do you think you're stuck? Right. But I will also say, where are you stuck? Right. Because uh, let's just say a person is, I've got this amazing business idea and I'm stuck. It's like, no, you're not stuck completely what part of this are you stuck in, right? And so you have to first uncover where you're stuck. Then you have to uncover why you're stuck. A lot of times people are stuck because they're trying to be perfect. They're trying to get it all together before it's done. They don't understand social media marketing or marketing or certain aspects of things, uh, or they're believing a lie 
that they can't do it or not supposed to do it. Now's not the time. Um, they're saying, I don't have the time, but that could be because they're not actually creating time. They're spending time on Netflix and Hulu and not going, hey, I actually could spend this hour on this thing that I said that I'm stuck in, you know? Um, and so it's first asking yourself those, those questions of what is actually happening there. Uh, then I would encourage you to find someone that is actually doing what you want to do or that, 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 that offers something to help you get unstuck and pay them because you're going to find yourself, you're going to skip 4,000 steps when, once you pay the person, like there's so much stuff that I have wrapped into all these books that are in front of me that you guys cannot see, but I didn't steal these books. I paid for them. And because I paid for them, I now have all this stuff that's on the inside of here that I'm able to teach my clients. Well, now that you have stepped on our toes, she went all the way in, y'all. She said, where are you stuck? Where are you wasting your time? And and hold yourself accountable to what are you doing yeah. that actually you need to begin to stop doing. And I challenge also, because we're in um, a sometimes in conversations of I'm I, either I don't have time or I'm not using my time properly. And sometimes we are giving ourselves a break because we feel like, oh, I've worked hard, but guess what? This is hard. And you are going to have to work hard. And yeah. sometimes you can't give your, you can't veg. You can't just sit. you're going to have to do it tired. And yeah. I know that that might hurt some people's feelings, <laughs> but it's it's true. If you want to launch something of value, it's mm -hmm. going to cost. Yeah, you know, and I'm not one that's like I believe in work life balance. I believe yes. that you can have life and you can have your business. You can have life and you can have your job. That you can build work a full time job and then you can start a business full time. It's like I have a book back there which is called Before You Quit Your Job, and it talks about balance. It talks about getting very clear on what you're doing while you're doing it and looking at your time, you know, because not, not all, not all people, some people are working really, really, really hard. They're single parents and they just don't have a lot of income. So they're working really hard. So I'm not saying this is everybody's scenario. I just want to put that out there in case mm -hmm. somebody try to cancel me, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> you know, cancel, uh, you know how, you know, 2022. Yes. Yes. Uh, but like a lot of times it's like, we're really not actually saying like understanding realistically what this is going to look like, you yes. know, it's like when we're trying to lose weight, it's going to look like something like the things that we normally would eat, you know, we're going to have to, we can have some of it sometimes, but most times we can't have that. You know, we have to make the time to go, Hey, I am going to go to the gym. Right. It's like me. I was very fit, got hurt, gained weight. And now I'm like, OK, now we're on the weight loss journey. And I said, OK, what can I do to help me? And I heard all these friends because everybody in San Diego is fit. I mean, I'm just like, wow, it's just really a big, really big fit city. And a friend of mine ever had these Apple watches on. I was like, what? Why does everybody have that? And it's like, well, one of the things is the workout app on the watch. And I was like, and so she kept talking to me about it. She was like, it will ping you. It will tell you, get up. It will tell you, walk around. It was, it will do these things. And so I was like, that's a great accountability. I'm already pushing myself. But what if something was pushing me even more? Oh my God, that thing will tell me, hey, you've been sitting too long. You said you want to stand 
12 times a, a day. And I have watched myself like it's been like nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh, I still look at the 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just go, oh, I put my clothes on and I go. And it's like, it's not going to tell anybody. But I did this for personal accountability. And so when we're trying to do something in our lives, we have to go, okay, where can I invest it? What's going to hurt? What's going to make me hurt? It's going to cause me to go and do that thing or whatever. And sometimes it's putting our money out there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so investing, recognizing it's actually not what you feel like doing. You're you're not always going to feel like working out, but if you want to be able to get to a wellness place or healthier place, it's gonna cost you doing some things that you don't feel like doing, but on the other end of that cost, there's a stronger uh, individual who is thriving at a place that then you can continue to um, grow and launch this stuff. Yep. Do, Do you feel like or think you would be Um, You would have been uh, able to build the business you have if you had not gone through adversity. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of negative, but Mm -hmm. I was awesome before my (laughs) ex-husband. I know that's right. I know that's right. I mean, yes, I was awesome at birth, but like, you know, like I was... I had gotten into entrepreneurship at 20 and I was being cultivated and trained and all this stuff for years by the network marketing industry and a really good mentor. Uh, And then I met my ex years later and I was just kind of playing small, you know, but I think that I definitely could have done this without it. Um, Now, what did adversity do? Um, I feel like adversity caused me to be more humble, if I could be honest, you know, I don't think that I had a huge head or anything like that, but I think that it's, you know, when you go through something publicly or like there or something that just really breaks you, mm-hmm. your, listen, I still want to make millions of dollars because I want to be rich, period. I want to be rich. Let's just put it out there. Period. Right. Um, but I also want to help more. I want to help more people, but because I've gone through what I've gone through, the way that I operate my business with people and my, my empathy level for people um, is just much, 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 much higher um, because I hadn't gone through certain things. You know, it's just, I just hadn't gone through it. And so now I'm like, I had empathy, but now it's like way up there because, because of that. Yeah. There's a saying that in the work that I do with our clients and being able to actually see people yeah. You have something you want to offer. There is programming that you want mm-hmm. to launch. Yeah. There are services you want to provide. But do you actually see people mm-hmm. and your desire to see the, the space that you create to see them? When someone feels seen, they become more vested in that relationship and you can go deeper. Yeah. Like that reminds me of a story. Like I have a, we have our course or whatever. And we were in a, we were having a live call with with some of my students. And one of my students was like, I'm going to be vulnerable here. And nobody had been vulnerable like the whole time. And she said, I'm stuck. I feel defeated. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, we stopped the church. That's like, what, what is happening with you? 
well, I'm doing all these things and I'm not getting this result, not with TikTok, but just with her business in general. And so I said, okay, y'all, everybody listen in, don't go away. I'm going to help her. And I just started going, well, what is actually happening? And what was happening was she was focused on a low hanging fruit. She was getting the low hanging fruit to hire her for interior design and not actually the people that she really wanted to serve. And I was like, so this is the problem. You've got to identify what is actually happening with you so you can go after the people you actually want to focus on. And so we did that for like 15 minutes on the call. And she said it felt good. And the whole group was just like, I needed that too. Two weeks later, she comes back to the group and is like, I just booked seven people. I haven't got the assignment done you gave us last week. And I was like, well, wait a minute. What, what has happened? And she said, I did what you said. I decided to start posting and talking to my ideal client. Now I booked all them, but also like I was in this campaign with Vistaprint. She joined the campaign and they asked you to like do this thing on TikTok and you could win $10,000. They'll rebrand your whole business. She entered the contest. She won the contest, $10,000. And they're going to rebrand her business. And she is just through the roof. And that's because instead of me just being like, hey, we're not here for that right now. We're here to teach you TikTok. I said, bring it down. Let's focus on her. It blessed everybody. And then now she's done this. And the whole group is like, so you telling me she went from this to this. And it's like, that's what happens when you go, I, I see you and I can talk to you where you are instead of the agenda that we have set for the meeting today. Hmm. Yes, indeed. And she, there was something within her that allowed her to actually hear. And, yeah. and I, as I shared earlier before we got on, the integrity that you put into um, being committed to actually providing mm -hmm. valuable content to your clients um, speaks to how, yeah, it clicks for people. Yeah. So when, when, Let's get into this actual conversation around TikTok. Um, so what was it like getting started into TikTok? And you're talking, so I know that people around the globe right now are listening to this, but this part of the conversation is for me. So they're just joining in. <laughs> they're just joining in. I'm leaning in. This is my moment. So what was it like getting started with TikTok? And for it those who may not know, what is it? So yes. let's define it. And then what was it like getting started? Yeah. So TikTok is a social media platform, very similar to Facebook, Instagram, uh, but it's more so video marketing. And it has started out as like a short, a short, um, like videos are shorter on the TikTok platform. Now, TikTok started out as an app called Musical.ly. And so it was more music center and then TikTok bought it out. Um, and so the only reason why I got on TikTok was because at the beginning of the pandemic, I was praying and I was like, oh God, we're going to go into a recession. God, you got to help me. God, you got to help me. And I heard get on TikTok. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But I pray all the time for strategy for my business. And I was like, just in case, let me just get on there. So when I got on, I felt 40,000 years old. I'm 40, but I felt 95 years old because it was a lot of younger people that were posting. It was a lot of dancing and trends. And I was like, what is actually going on here? And so I, I just felt really old. I didn't understand why I would be there, how it would create content. I just didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when, once you actually got on, why did you, why did you stay? What was unique or is unique 
about the the platform um, because I know I and I'm older than you. So going in and I'm looking around and I'm not like anyone else. Oftentimes people would say, "Okay, never mind. Click (laughs) or as, as in 2022 cancel and move on. Why did you stay? What was unique? What's so valuable about the platform? So full disclosure, I only stay because I heard God tell me to do it. That is the only reason. (laughs) Obedience. The only reason was because I heard it and I was just like, I think he knows something I don't know. (laughs) Truth. And so as I'm there, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just try to start creating videos. I don't understand all the buttons. So I have a lot of really bad TikTok videos on the platform. I refuse to delete them. Um, But I started to dance. I started to learn these cool dances. And then I ended up doing what's on TikTok, which is called a duet. It's kind of like right now you see two of us on screen and it's like somebody does a video and it's posted. And then I decided to do a a, a side by side of them. I reacted to their video and that video went viral. I mean, it was like million. And I got like a thousand followers and 10,000 followers. And I said, this is it. This makes sense. This platform is going to help explode my business. And I flipped right then and said, okay, let's go. Wow. So when you are thinking about, and I know we only have a minute or two, so you can tell me, um, did you actually stay in there and self-teach or did you get help to kind of launch you and continue to, to move you forward? So when I first got on TikTok, there were no tutorials. There wasn't a person for me to invest in or to watch videos from. I was literally every single day clicking this button and clicking this button and clicking and clicking and clicking. And, it, and I got to like my first 40,000 followers or something like that. Then I saw somebody that had a course. And I said, okay, let me see what she's doing. And I learned a little bit more there, but even still with her course, I still spent the bulk of my time learning and testing things for myself. You know, I gave myself a six month window. I said, I'm going to do this every single day for six months. Cause that's my claim to fame. If you show up every single day, you can say it worked or didn't work. And so six months was my thing. Nice. When we come back from this next break, I would, if you don't mind, you shared something off camera uh, before we came on live that I think would be of benefit to others, really the power of being committed to your niche. So mm-hmm. you you stepped into TikTok and you committed to it for that six months. Mm-hmm. You went viral in that time. And We talked a little bit about how sometimes people, and I feel like it happens in social media. Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it, you know, Reels? Is it TikTok? And they're throwing um, spaghetti at the wall, hoping that something I do is going to stick. And you made a comment about getting really clear about your niche. Mm -hmm. So when we come back from this break, I'd love for us to start there. And if you want an opportunity to continue to connect with our month-long conversation around managing your message, make sure that you check out our Girlfriend Gathering. Registration is closing May 11th. 
And we want to be able to have you in the room as we are also having Steph Renee. She is an image branding expert. She is a former radio host, and she's going to come with a concrete lesson on how do you continue to manage your image as well as your brand. And so she's going to be one of our guest speakers. Tap into, go to our website, livingstrongllc.com, and grab your spot. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit sandracoats.com for more information. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. And so I asked Kenya if she could tell us um, and share a little bit about her awareness and um, her truth around the power of creating a niche. Yeah. So what I was sharing is that like, it can be, it can be really scary to choose a niche. You know, you're like, we're all multi-talented. I mean, because we're all made in the image of God. And so he's very creative. And so that means we're very creative. And so that means you've got 10,000 things that you could do that you're good at doing. Um, and so it's scary to go, I'm gonna put all those down and choose the one, right? Uh, and everybody deals with that, me included, right? But what I realized was that it was when I chose one thing that I had an opportunity to be known for one thing. So when we launched our branding agency years ago and all we talked about was brand design and logos, then every single time anybody posted on social media looking for a logo, we kept getting tagged by everybody. That's all people were doing was tagging us in that. And so when we put that down and focused on TikTok marketing and people started saying, who's your favorite TikTok person? Tag, 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 tag. We want somebody to speak. We want somebody to teach the tag. And so that that um, the recommended marketing, the affiliate marketing, the, you know, the word of mouth spreads so much faster, so much easier when you're known for the thing. And, you know, a friend of mine, Shalene Johnson, she told me years ago when I was trying to decide between like TikTok and the, the brand design agency, she said, you have to be willing to marry something. 
And you can divorce it years later if you want to, but you have to be willing to marry that one thing. And once I did that, I watched everything in my life explode. Wow. Getting focused and committed. That can be really scary, but it's it's also in some respects, I feel like it could be freeing as well yes, yes. because you're you are literally pouring so much attention into getting very good in mm-hmm. a particular place mm-hmm. and becoming that guru or content creator expert in that. So mm-hmm. scary, but freeing as well. For sure. I mean, it's just like when you're trying to choose where you're going to go on vacation, it's so many options and it's so, it, it creates anxiety in some types of ways. So when you finally say, okay, we're going to the Turks and Caicos, now you can really focus on your transportation, your hotel. And it's like, we're going to Turks and Caicos, you know? Mm-hmm. We also had during the break a question from one of our faithful, faithful (laughs) listeners and viewers. Nancy, I so appreciate you. Nancy asked, how has paying people to help or teach you actually benefited you the most? For sure. So I, like I was sharing earlier that I knew exactly where I wanted to go. I always wanted to be a multimillionaire, big giver, host big conferences and stuff, but I had no idea how to get there. And so the, the biggest thing is that I skipped a lot of hurdles, you know, a lot of things where I could have fell into ditches or things that I just did not know. Um, I was able to invest in a couple of different programs and they helped me with certain things. Like one lady helped me get clear and understand what in the world was the email was an email marketing funnel. I had never heard of that a day in my life or heard of courses. And then recently I invested $25,000 into someone's program and she helped me create this like a year long program because people want to work with me like a hands-on for a whole year. I had no idea how that was going to work, but also as our business is growing, we needed more operations. And I'm like, I have no idea how to create operations for a business because I have done it at this level. And to go from this level to this level requires a new level of knowledge. And I'm like, where's that knowledge going to come from? I'm not going back to school. And so I invested in her and I meet with her every other week. And she's like, the stuff she is teaching us in operations, I'm always like, how in the world does she know this stuff? But now that she knows it, I know it. And then now when I'm with my students, now I can teach it to them. So it always takes me to another level. Yes, up-leveling your, as you grow, you're going to need to up-level your knowledge base and it doesn't all have to come from you. It can't right. all come from you, especially if you're getting focused. Yeah. So, so what's something you would never, so we've talked about the positive. <laughs> Let's get honest here. What is something you would never do again with what you've actually learned either about um, TikTok and the platform or just business in general? Yeah. I was going to say, I've never go back to my ex, but you're talking about business. <laughs> God bless them, but <laughs> you know, I never. That's a chapter. It's closed and it has opened the door for many other things. For sure. For sure. I'm being petty. Um, <laughs> but like, what would I never do again? I would never just post content on TikTok just happened just out of nowhere. Right. Because I realized that like, not only do you post on TikTok, but TikTok is like Super Bowl Sunday. Every single time you post, you just don't know. That could be the one where the whole world says, we love her. Boom, we're going to send it to Oprah. We, this, you know, you just never know 
what's going to be your one video. And so like, I have lots of videos on the platform that I'm like, Ooh, and when it, cause like, cause you can post a video and two years later, TikTok brings it back up. Right. And I've seen videos that have come up to my feet and I'm like, Woo. And I would just hide it. Like I, I just take it out of the, so TikTok can't, I don't delete it. I just hit hide. Cause it's just not, it's not the brand. It's just not, cause it was just these random videos. And so I just won't do happenstance anymore. I'll be more intentional with my content. And as a result of some of those pieces of content that I was intentional on, I landed on the Drew Barrymore show. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And would you say as you have gotten very strategic around not just posting anything, but posting things intentionally, how has that impacted your customer or client base? Oh, we skyrocketed. The more I started teaching, focusing on like, as we teach female coaches, how mm-hmm. to use TikTok, the more we just started saying we teach female coaches, then that is who's like on a regular basis, just like, okay, this is our person. She can help us. And then all the people with all the female coaches that have communities are like, she's the one that can teach our community because she knows, she knows us again. It, it brings us all the way down to this group of people. And when anybody says we're looking for someone who can teach our courts, whatever community tag, 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 tag. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who's actually just getting started Um, starting out in business or like me, just starting this journey with considering a TikTok walk? So if you're just getting started with TikTok, number one, I would say, first of all, download the app. (laughs) I was going to say that. Start there. Uh, (laughs) Yes, you know. Uh, And then go to the platform and start to consume, okay? Now, initially, TikTok doesn't know you. So they're going to send you a bunch of different stuff. And you're going to, some of that stuff, you're going to be like, what is this? But when you see something that doesn't like, you don't want to see that, just hold your finger down on the video. A box is going to pop up, hit not interested. If you do like a piece of content, hit like, and you're going to train the algorithm. This is what we I want to see every day on the platform. And you're going to be amazed at how well TikTok gets to know you and what you want by how you interact with the platform. Next thing you want to do, last thing is you want to go to the discover page. You'll see a bottom, at the bottom of the feed, it says discover. Click on that button and at the top, type in what you do. So you can type in podcasting, female empowerment, lawyer, doctor, dentist, and then just start binge watching that content. You will see people just like you doing exactly what you do, the, the way that they are navigating the platform and how well they're doing on the platform, because you'll see how TikTok has said, this is a good one. This is a top one. And how many likes they've gotten from a video. Um, if a person is just starting in business, I would say you really, really, really need to pay somebody to consult with you. Even if you just pay for one hour of somebody's time, let the person get testimonials, get as much as possible but pay for an hour of somebody's time because it's going to help you with clarity. It's going to help you get started on the right steps. Like that's the best $300 I spent was to a person. I actually had her phone number. I could have called her and asked her for help. I went to her link. I paid $300 and she was the first person that said, you need to stop network marketing and focus on your personal brand. You are a whole situation and you need to, and I was like, That was the first time I had ever heard that. And that's the best $300 I've ever spent out of everything else I've I've invested. Again, our like story there, uh, my own, I started living strong. I hired 
a um, branding coach. Mm -hmm. And I, actually, I hired her because I wanted a vice president position with um, an organization. And I needed her to, to help give me feedback on branding yeah. as a VP. And in our first session, she said, you're actually not meant to be a VP. You really are meant to, to be an entrepreneur. You need to launch your company. I was like, no, no, no. I didn't, I, I just paid for you to yeah. help me. <laughs> and she said, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. And here we are. Here mm -hmm. we are. <laughs> yeah. You just never know that one little key that unlocks. You just, yeah. Yes. So I, before we run out of time, this hour always goes by so fast. Can you tell us more about what is happening with If You Brand It? Um, what are you doing now? What What is on the horizon for you? Mm -hmm. So number one, what we do is we teach the female course creators how to use TikTok. So we have digital courses experiences, like a mastermind type of experiences. Uh, we are in the process of developing like a, like a certification type program uh, because we have a lot of people that want us to actually consult with them one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm just, I'm only one person. And so we're just taking our students through the process and helping them with their businesses. But then some of them are actually going to be consultants with, with If You Brand It. Because now If You Brand It is more so the name of the company, but we're not doing branding. It's more so you know, business, but we're going to keep that name because God gave me that name um, as the agency for like a TikTok marketing agency uh, once we launch that maybe in 2023. And so we're just kind of setting up to be able to do that, to serve more people and to have coaches that are part of our company. Nice. And how can people follow you? Uh, so everyone who's listening, she just gave us the first assignment, download the app. <laughs> Begin <laughs> to just consume content, get over being afraid. And something that resonated with me as you were talking, as I'm watching and learning from the best of or the most um, sought after videos on there, I can begin to think about not just how I will copy them, but how am I learning from them in mm -hmm. order for my skill set to then find a place in how long are the videos? Uh, so you can go all the way up to 10 minutes on TikTok, but most videos are 30 seconds or less. 30 seconds or less. This is the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so um, closing thoughts around if someone is, I know you already talked about feeling stuck in general, but can we say they they have gone through something difficult and they're feeling set back? Mm -hmm. What would you say in our closing thoughts to them? Yeah. So one of the things I would say is, yes, you can feel set back, which we, we all have been there. I have been there and I'm there in different areas of my life. Uh, but one of the things that I always try to do is I try to write out like, but what were the good times? What are the good moments? What are the good things about this situation? Like, what, what is it that I can learn from this? What do I think I'm learning from this? Um, but what I also would do is I will reach out to a friend or a mentor that, and I will be vulnerable with them and say, hey, here's how I'm feeling. I just need, can you just hype me up a little bit? Can you just say, remind me of something, especially when I'm in this really low and I cannot get out, I, I will go and find myself a hype man which is a mentor or a really close friend. And they help to snatch you out, but they also help you help to like, <laughs> to know you're in a rough spot. So that way you're not there by yourself. Yeah. And <coughs> how can people, 
Where can they find you? And what are your social media handles? Yeah. So let, you literally can find me everywhere. Kenya Kelly, K-E-E-N-Y-A-K-E-L-L-Y. Facebook, Instagram, KenyaKelly.com. Everything is my name. Thank you so much, Kenya. I so appreciate you. And as I told you earlier, we're going to be in touch. And as we go into this journey, I'm jumping in to TikTok. It's more than just dance videos. You can right. do TikTok for your business. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And for those who have been following us, same time, same place next week, right here on the flip side. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.